guys, this is Crimson. And this is Swan. Season three is here. And we'd love to know what you think of the stories. Even if it's bad. So leave us a comment. Or give us a thumbs up. Thank, Thank you. you. With this key, you unlock the world to your dreams. What lies beyond could be the doorway to Nightmare. Come in. Welcome. I'm your host through the doorway to Nightmare. There are some secrets, according to Edgar Allan Poe, which do not permit themselves to be told. Secrets that, when exposed, can be devastating to the person who holds them. He came in last night, and I can't get rid of the damn thing. Jimmy boy, what are you talking about? There's nothing there. You blind old fool. That raven, the largest I've ever seen. Are you telling me you can't see it? Jimmy, I don't know what's going on, but you need some help. I know several doctors, so... No! I refuse to see a doctor when I know there's nothing wrong with me. That raven is real. We can put the TV special off for a few months until you... No! Damn you! You will not rob me of my chance, raven or no raven! Our mystery drama, Quote the Raven, was written especially for Doorway to Nightmare by Winslow Swan and edited by Crimson McKenzie. Our stars include Mark McLean and Dave Arkhipov. It is sponsored in part by Swanage Press. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The world of an actor usually revolves around stepping out of oneself and becoming someone else. It is a rather unique talent and is not for everyone. Stripping away your inner self can sometimes be too much for the average person. Disassemble no more! I admit the deed! Tear up the planks! Here, here! It's the Jimmy boy, that was wonderful. I've seen you do this over a hundred times. You just get better and better. Ben, I have insisted you call me James, because that is my name. James Thurgood Marshall. Now, no curtain calls tonight. I'm going to my dressing room. Another banner night for your one-man play. Not an empty seat in the place. Yes, 
All 120 of them. When are you going to schedule that road tour you promised me six months ago? <laughs> oh, I got something much better planned for you. You know, when I saw you in that little theater over on Claremont Street, I was amazed. Yes, I remember you came backstage and offered your services as an agent. Best thing I ever did. So, what is this deal that you have alluded to? Jimmy... Last year, you couldn't get arrested. In another year, you're going to be a household name. Just tell me what is in that little mind of yours, and do please stop calling me Jimmy. All right, all right. Do you know who was in the audience tonight? Abraham Lincoln. I understand John Wilkes Booth was seated behind him. Cut the jokes. Fred Tarkin, that's who. Fred Tarkin. <laughs> that's right, Fred Tarkin. Just who the hell is Fred Tarkin? Oh, only the top programming guy for the number one television network. Jimmy, he liked your play. He wants to schedule a television special live this Halloween. Now, how's that for being a manager? Live? Halloween night? My show? Your show. Imagine it. 20 million viewers, plus the studio audience watching you bring Edgar Allan Poe to life. They did the same thing with Vincent Price years ago. And Fred thinks it's time to do it again. 20 million viewers? Well, is it set in stone? Well, not set in stone. There is still the negotiations about who pays what, the advertisement. Not to mention your salary, rehearsals, and none of that you have to worry about, Jimmy. I'm telling you, you're on your way to the top. Oh, Jimmy, it's wonderful. A live special? <laughs> I haven't told you once, Lillian, dear. I have told you a thousand times. Please address me as James. <laughs> Listen, sport. I knew you as Jimmy two years ago when you were doing bit parts off Broadway plays. So don't get on your high horse with me. I know where the door is, buddy. Then perhaps you should use it. What did you say? I do not believe that I stuttered. My star's on the rise, and perhaps I do not need someone hanging on to it. Right. Now that's hurtful. The truth, dear Lillian, is always hurtful. Besides, don't you have your own little play to attend to? We're in rehearsals now. At some small theater in Connecticut, I presume? Are the Hoboken players supporting your little venture? You can stop this right now. The play is good, and after we begin... We're on the road to Broadway. Oh, I'm sure. Is Stephen still struggling with the ending? Stephen is a good writer. He just wants the play to be perfect all the way to the end. Yes, a good writer. When he was writing commercials for radio station WAOR in Hasey, Kansas. Look, you little turd. It's not all about you, you, you. When did you become so... 
So... As I believe I have pointed out before, you know where the door is. Besides, I need to rehearse. I'm having a problem with the raven. Are you still here? I'm sure that you know how to use the door. Oh, you are so right. It's the only thing that you have been right about. You'll learn soon enough. Parting is such sweet sorrow. No matter. <laughs> A little rehearsal. I did not particularly like my rendition of the raven tonight. No matter what Ben says. Now, let me see. <clears throat> Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. I told you, dear Lillian, I wanted to be left alone. Poor girl, can't take simple instructions. Now that I've told you that, hmm, no one here. But I could have sworn, no matter. Can't be at the window. I'm on the 13th floor. Unless someone has scaled the building and is on my balcony. What the devil? Go on, get out of here. Where did you come from anyway? Go, leave. Nevermore. What did you say? Nevermore. Must be hearing things. Edgar Allan Poe was going through a difficult time in his life when he penned the Raven. His wife was ill, he drank heavily, and was struggling to be a writer. Perhaps the Raven in our story is a foreboding omen to James, the actor. I'll return shortly with Act Two. James Marshall, renowned actor, is beginning to rise in the world of the theater. His one-man show of Poe's stories and poems is a hit, and is soon to be, thanks to his agent, a television special. Okay, Jimmy, I'm here. I know it's late. Late? <laughs> it's only two. In the morning? Hell, kid, that's early for me. I mean, just because I was in my bed with a rather attractive blonde I met last night doesn't mean that I can't jump up and come over here because, because, um, why did you call me? Don't you see it? See what? That, that thing upon the top of the bookcase. So get a maid. They can dust. No, that huge black raven. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> I've never known you to imbibe, but don't you think you ought to stop? I haven't 
touched a drop of alcohol tonight. I heard of pink elephants, but ravens? I was rehearsing when that damn thing flew in. Oh, you were rehearsing. Let me guess, uh, the raven. And suddenly this black bird flew up, opened your window, came in and said, Wait, wait, don't tell me. <gasps> Never more. Well, I opened the window, but yes, it did. <sighs> Jimmy, take a pill, lay down, get some sleep. I'm going home. But you can't leave. What am I going to do with that creature? Call animal control. Maybe they'll be able to see your raven. All right, all right, Jimmy. I'm here. Against my better judgment, since you threw me out of your life last week. What is the big emergency? You mean you can't see it? See what? How big your ego's gotten? Up there! On the bookcase! <sighs> What do you think that you do see? That rather large, black raven sitting there, staring at us with its devil eyes. You don't have to do that dramatic thing with me. How much have you had to drink tonight? I haven't had anything for over a week. The night that winged monster came in. Oh, Jimmy! You really are losing it! There's absolutely nothing there. Winged monster from hell. It spoke to me that first night. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but I tell you that there is a raven up on that bookcase. Fine. There is a raven. So what do you want me to do about it? Thank God I didn't have to perform this past week. Ben made all the arrangements so that I could concentrate on the television special. But that, that beast is distracting me. The only one who is distracting you is you! <sighs> Call me if you really need me. Although, I don't think you need anyone. Foul creature! What demon has sent you to me? When are you going to disappear from my abode? You are simply a figment in my imagination. I shall will you away. Like so, you are gone. Nevermore. I said be gone. Nevermore. You wretched beast. Get out of here. Go away. I'm not some drunken rider trying to scratch out a living. I'm a theatrical star. Get out of my life before I... Jimmy. What? Oh, Ben. I didn't hear you come in. How long have you been like this? Ben, you must believe me. Surely you heard that raven talk to me. It's okay, Jimmy. I believe you. You've been in that little theater for so long that you grew comfortable. Now we are talking about a major change. It's just nerves. I'm telling you, it isn't nerves. Jimmy, do you trust me? Implicitly. Then come with me to your future. You see, this is your future. I'm rather proud of myself for the deal I got you. In one week, we signed the contracts, I got you a six-figure paycheck, and the studio has already made the sets. Impressive. Very impressive. See, over here. The set for the pit and the pendulum. They even have a real working pendulum. Don't worry. It's made of cardboard. But look at the realism. 
Yes, I see. And then the next set, the cask of Amontillado. You see the wall where you start placing the bricks to wall up Fortunato? They are made of styrofoam that fit rather nicely. Quite realistic. Over here, the library set for the raven. Look up there, a fully animatronic raven. It even says nevermore. I have one in my pocket. And finally, the empty bedroom where you've deposited the remains of the old man with the vulture eye in the telltale heart. Do you understand what I'm telling you, Jimmy? A lot of money's gone into this thing. I'm counting on you. I don't intend letting you down. <sighs> you, you already have, kid. You're cracking up. Maybe you just aren't ready for success. But I am. I'm ready. No, you're talking to invisible birds. You've been holed up in your apartment for over a week. You've missed six performances already. No, I was off this entire week. Only in your mind. Do you know how much money I've had to refund to people because the star of the one-man show did not show up? I had no idea. I'm canceling the special. I'm gonna get you some help. Canceling? No, this is my opportunity. You can't take it away. I just did, kid. You wretched old fool. You won't take this away from me. Jimmy, just cool it. Do you know who you're talking to? Yes, a decrepit old man who has forgotten his place. Don't give me that look. You look like you're going crazy. Hey, hey, Jimmy, stop coming at me. Have you gone insane? <laughs> oh, I could just kill you. Stay back. Don't come any closer. I'll kill you. Stop it, Jimmy. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> That's because I'm choking you, Ben. I'm killing you. You won't stand in my way. I will have the six-figure income, and you will be going six feet under. <laughs> die, Ben. Die. No, boss. Not just Break your neck to make sure. <sighs> now, to hide the body. <laughs> what better place than the set of the telltale heart? You shall be a star, Ben. The body of the man with the vulture eye. <laughs> Actors are a different breed of human being. They have been known to let success overwhelm them. But to drive someone to murder? I'll be back shortly with Act 3. The world of the stage is unlike any place that you have ever been. The magic of being transported to a different time or place is quite intoxicating. For the performers who are a part of such a world, it can also be quite intimidating. Hi, J I mean... Hello, James. Well, at least you've learned to use my name. I simply came to wish you good luck tonight. Never wish an actor good luck, dear Lillian. 
That is almost assuredly wishing him a horrible performance. Well then, I mean, break a leg. Thank you. Besides, luck has nothing to do with it. I shall shine like the star that I am. Where's Ben? I thought he would be here by now. I haven't seen or heard from him since last night. Do you think that something is wrong? I hope not. Ben saw one of my rehearsals. He's agreed to represent me as well. You could not have a better agent. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted. Nevermore! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And now, a performance of one of Poe's greatest horror stories, The Tell-Tale Heart. No, you fools. Not yet. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Our sound effects engineer is so excited to get to the sweet meat of the story that he's a little ahead of himself. James, knock it off. What are you doing? Please, could we please have silence on the set? What idiot have you hired for sound effects? Can we please cut? The beating heart. James, there isn't anything playing. There's no sound on besides you. Don't you hear that? The beating heart's not supposed to start until I begin to go mad. Cut the sound. Cut it. James, there's nothing playing. Nevermore. We've done that part already. What sort of people are running this program? Nevermore. James. What are you doing? The heart! The beating heart! Stop it! Stop it! James! Villains, I admit to the deed! Tear up the place! Here and here, do you see? You see, it is the beating of his hideous heart! What have you done? Thank you, George for bringing me home. Oh, it was my pleasure. If it's one thing I cannot stand, it's funerals. Ben was a great man. Taught me everything I know. Now, Lillian, I hate to bring it up, but, well, I've been working on some contracts for you. I'm working very hard to make you a star. I appreciate that. But if you don't mind... I'd rather wait until tomorrow to discuss business. Oh, oh, sure. I'll I'll let myself out. You know, with Jimmy gone, you're the next in line to be the top star. Now, now don't look so surprised. You, You call me if you need anything. A star? Oh, poor depraved Jimmy. You just could not handle success. Amazing what a little hallucinogenic mushroom can do in a salad. And oh, did he love his salads. A little here, a little there. (laughs) And you start seeing ravens. (sighs) Maybe that bird wanted a little bite of your expensive lettuce. Of course, 
I never dreamed that you would kill poor Ben. Oh well, the price one pays for fame and fortune. <laughs> what is that? Something at the window? Oh my... A raven. <laughs> An honest-to-god raven? Nevermore! No! Nevermore! No! watches as the raven lands and settles on her bookcase, its black eyes staring as if seeing something dark deep within her soul. I'll return shortly. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou art sure no craven. Ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Our cast included Mark McLean, Dave Arkhipov, Crimson McKenzie, and Winslow Swan. The entire production was under the direction of Winslow Swan, and our story was edited by Crimson McKenzie. And now, a preview of our next tale. Happy darling? Oh, David, it's the most beautiful house that I've ever seen. Yes, I am very happy. And the view from the cliff, it is like the end of the world and beyond is only ocean. Oh, which is why I built the house here, right on the cliffs. Oh, I couldn't be happier. Just promise me something. Anything, my love. Promise me that you won't come to Horizon Point alone. I don't understand. Just promise me. I don't ever want to lose you. This is your host, inviting you to return with us through the doorway to Nightmare for another adventure into the world of your terrifying imagination. Until next time, slumber peacefully. Epilogue. The butler did it. <laughs>